Hello and welcome back to Misrepresented. I'm your host, Lisa Opie, and today I'm super excited because I have Elizabeth Tran, who is the founder of Teens Go Green and Miss Nation of States. Hello, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, I'm so happy you're here. So before we get into it, I do have to shout out Pink Apple Dresses for dressing yes. us today. And we're just going with this blue vibe. I love this one. I Thank you. As soon as I saw it at the showroom, I was like, wow, this is so cute. I feel like Margot Robbie in Wolf of Wall Street, like that yes. very first scene. So yeah, oh my it gosh. just makes me feel fabulous. Queen. Thank okay, you. so I want to talk about the pageant first because okay, you're yes. like about to go to Malaysia, right? Mm -hmm. okay. in, in next month. Oh. No, even sooner. Just a few weeks, three weeks. Really? Yeah. So you have Christmas, New Year's, and then pageant. Exactly. What so I fly out January 4th. Oh my so. gosh. Yeah. How's the prep going? I'm not really prepping, to be honest. Like, I, didn't, <laughs> I, I didn't think about it until you just asked me. But for me, international pageants, really, it's just the experience. It's yeah. traveling. It's getting to see a new place I've never visited. It's the honor of representing my country. And yeah. at this point, I'll be representing Miami and USA as well, because there's other girls also coming in from the USA and from other countries. Oh. There are multiple country representatives that will be at this one. Actually, it's um, my first Asian-based pageant. No so, way. Yes. Okay. This one. So Miss Nation of States, they do send girls to a lot of different international pageants. So I represented the USA at an international pageant in Taiwan through them mm -hmm. um, several years ago, I think like five or six. And then this one is called Asian Model Icon. So it's like a model fashion show pageant, but they need people from Asian countries or Asian descent. So that's oh, why. Oh my gosh. Do you feel a lot of pressure? You know, it's weird because, and I know we were talking about bringing up Asian, the, the Asian beauty standard that I saw um, when I would go visit my mom and, or not my mom, when I would go visit my mom's family in Hong Kong mm -hmm. is so different from like the Asian American beauty standard, if 100%. that makes sense. So oh, yeah. there's like ABG and, you know, luckily for me at this point in my <laughs> life, I'm like this exotic high fashion Asian right. model or like, <laughs> try to brand myself out to be yeah like like a more I I aspire to be someone like Kimora Lisa Vince when I think of the mm -hmm. glamour and the yeah. look and the beauty um but then in terms of like East Asian like I don't know how Malaysia would be like even when I went to Thailand last month I was like I think I look more Thai than Chinese. <laughs> oh my god! No, everyone thought I was Thai. Malaysia's probably gonna be like on the line of like Korean and like Japanese beauty standards, maybe. I don't know. And honestly, too, I did stop there at the airport once. There's a lot of Indians that are also there too. Okay. And and a lot of different people from other Asian countries. So it'll be interesting to see like what those. And maybe it's not even like one beauty standard and that's why they're doing it like this. Yeah. Like, what is it like? Because we both have Asian backgrounds. We're both raised in the United States. Mm -hmm. And I swear, like Asian beauty standards, at least like from our countries, yes. are the opposite of American yes. beauty. Like, because yes. I like to be dark. Mm -hmm. You <laughs> like have Japanese. Blonde. So like yeah. the Japanese and Chinese, like East Asian, I think is very similar. Like the light skin, the mm -hmm. big eyes, whereas you and I kind of like that box eye the snatched yeah. look kind of thing so i don't know but i know i'll just i'll do what i like to do exactly. i'll have fun and most of all i get to explore malaysia and um, also other different countries i just learned with like certain layovers if you are like more than five hours you can do like a free three-hour tour what yeah where's you your layover know? so i'm going doha qatar okay um and then istanbul 
Oh my god! And Singapore. <gasps> so I'm going. Wait, those are like the top three countries. Exactly. To, like, so I was like, I, I just want to go visit. Mm-hmm. I don't want to pay for a hotel. So let me just do a three hour layover, get to see oh the place. God. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm doing my little. Are you travel gonna like adventures. get glammed up and do some reels and pictures and stuff? I should. But I, I'm <laughs> since it's gonna be just me, and it'll be like my first like hardcore solo travel yeah. trip. I mean, I did study abroad in Rome in college, but it's it's different. So yeah. it's like I can't imagine. Like I I feel I'm not comfortable yet. Like having a tripod in Qatar. And then here's me. <laughs> Actually, when I went I don't to, think they're ready for yes, it. <laughs> when I went to Paris, I brought like an entire evening gown, fully rhinestone, because I really oh wanted a picture gosh. of it in the Eiffel Tower. <gasps> But I didn't want to wear it walking from my Airbnb to the Eiffel Tower. So I tucked it all in this big coat and I held it down. And I just remember this lady across the street. She's just, she looks me up and down. She's like, oh, I can't (gasps) believe you. Oh, I'm sure it's Paris. I look like ridiculous every day. (laughs) I I really did look absurd because I had that and like my Costco tennis shoes on, like and like my gown coming out of my coat. So, so yeah, I don't know if I'm ready for that. Yeah, maybe not Doha. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's true. Yeah, but Istanbul, whatever. Okay, they're used to it in Singapore. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, maybe I'll keep you posted if I do. I'll take pictures of the places for sure, at least while I'm there. So and honestly airport travel too i don't look good at the airport <laughs> no, so i'm like eh, maybe. and like doing your makeup on the plane not no. that glamorous yes exactly so, exactly yeah but tell me about your environmental platform are you going to be wearing yes. a garbage dress no, no. not this time. you know what it's really hard to pack garbage outfits for international travel because i need heavy duty scissors and industrial Velcro. And if something breaks, I need to fix it. And especially if I'm by myself, I don't have someone else to help maneuver it. So the last eco gown I wore was made out of like CDs, protein bar wrappers, this hazmat suit that I used. Wait, was that Miss Florida USA? Yes. That was the last one? That was the last one I wore. And even that we had to like figure out a way to add an entirely new zipper so that I could reach it from the back and zip it all the way up. And the way the CDs stuck to my leg was using Velcro dots on a party bag and pressing it on to like a power mesh that also had pantyhose, but then even taking it on and off and, you know, CDs are pointy. Like, so if they poke at you and stuff, so it's just a lot of inconvenience. And then I can't steam it and I'm going to have to fit it into a suitcase. Like I'm a very logistics crazy kind of person (laughs) so I'm like I don't know if I can handle a garbage gown at least overseas yeah maybe uh, one day I would love to do like a trash fashion show at New York or like a big fashion show or something and do like angel wings or something over the top oh my god but I don't know if I'm logistically ready for that I just have to like keep mentally thinking of oh how am I gonna plan it what type of mechanics it's almost like like a science project in a way it has to be yeah but a little background for our listeners can oh, you yes. tell us about your pirate leg garbage oh, yeah. oh sorry <laughs> the pirate leg too that's a whole nother story so this so, is miss florida usa <laughs> yes yes this was um pre-covid yeah january 2020 wow so i that year i think i actually took an extra year off because i really wanted to be in the right headspace i think growing up as like a little girl i remember and back to the whole asian thing i saw rio mori win this universe oh my from Japan, gosh queen and i was like wow this is the first time a girl who looks like me is considered pretty i didn't know that was like even possible 
And so I've always been enamored. I've been the girl that like every day over the summer would just look up Wikipedia pages about Miss Universe contestants, Miss USA contestants. I was like, did you know her favorite snack is Oreo? Like I, I would just know all these stupid nerdy little facts about them. And um, anyways, I'm going on a tangent, but I started pageants when I was eight. And then I built a platform on sustainability because on a drive up from Miami to Orlando, I saw what I thought were like hills or mountains and oh, it was actually, trash. yeah, it was Mount Trashmore. And I was like, that's actually disgusting. Like yeah. <laughs> that's the second highest landmark in South Florida is our landfill. So it was like, okay, what can we do to promote a more minimal waste, sustainable lifestyle? And I would go speak at different Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, do different eco projects, but nothing really sticked until... Um, my mom and I were starting to put together trash fashion outfits. And that's when people were really intrigued. They wanted to get involved. They wanted to volunteer, take pictures. So that really catapulted a lot of the service work and opportunities that I've been like super blessed to have, whether it was like the TEDx talk or even like yeah. the TLC show, like yes. or even UN, like so many cool things, doors that it opened through trash fashions and kind of with pageantry as well mm -hmm. but at that time I had to really think like why did I want to be Miss Florida USA so badly like partly yeah it, it kind of is my ego it is telling little girl me that like yes I can do it yes I can be beautiful yes I want to be the first Chinese Miss Florida USA but then you know it's also like the goal was to promote sustainability so if that was my goal all along it's kind of like Erica's thing like regardless you're still going to do the same thing as yeah. Miss Connecticut USA I can still promote sustainability without being a title holder. Yeah. I can still promote this idea of trash fashion and maybe in a much bigger way if I wear it as an evening gown on the stage, which turned out actually to work very well in my it was favor. beautiful. Because, it, and honestly, because of the pirate leg thing. <laughs> so like, unfortunately, or fortunately, who knows? It was like a blessing in disguise, I guess. Like <laughs> two weeks before the pageant started, I went to this fitness boot camp and I fell on like one of those steppers that we were on and i just twisted my ankle snapped uh two ligaments and i could barely i remember crawling down my oh hallway my i was gosh. in so much pain i was crying i was like i've never and i never injured myself before so i was like i don't i don't know what this is i don't know what to do and so i went to the hospital or not the hospital the urgent care and they were saying yeah you know you can't walk for another three weeks and i was oh like the pageant is in a week now like or two weeks at that point so i told uh, the director, I was like, you know, I don't think I can do it anymore, unfortunately. And I've been preparing two years for this. I have this whole garbage gown. I'm so ready. And she's like, nope, try this uh, pirate leg crutch called the I walk. Oh, she recommended it to you. Because she used it for eight weeks, I think. She broke her foot. Oh, my God. And she still needed to use the treadmill. So she was like, try this I walk. So wow. and then I, I was so excited to try because at that time, I was barely using crutches, but I'm really bad with crutches. It was like, it was hurting my armpits. It was hurting my hands. And I would still prefer to crawl, like, and not actually crawl on my hands. I would like do this butt crawl with like my <laughs> knee, like my feet, just like scooting myself from the oh hallway my with my work bag. It was horrible. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so then I, I got the eye walk. I was so excited to use it. And then, but I think I only had about four days until the pageant began. So my mom and sister came down. They helped me alter my garbage. Wow. Actually, the good thing about having that dress made of garbage at the time was there was no problem cutting it. <laughs> and that's the alteration. Exactly. <laughs> because with like a nice gown or like like the last one I wore there was like a metal mesh gown or even for Nation of States, I wore a liquid beading. 
there's no way I could cut that. And if I had that pirate leg thing, it just, it would look like it's dragging off. It just wouldn't look right at all. Oh my God. So, but anyways, my whole point in that kind of being a blessing in disguise is that then um, I got this interview with um, Inside Edition. I remember and, that. Yeah. So then it got me like TikTok viral and then it showed Is that the how TLC down. found you? Yep. <gasps> exactly. Wow. So, so that led to the reality show domino effect wise so inside edition led to viral tiktok okay another tiktok came in showing and i shared how i made the garbage gown a girl saw it who also her name is elizabeth she's also into sustainability like total doppelganger alternate universe elizabeth right and so um she was actually working with a casting director for tlc wow they were looking for cheap families and they were like (laughs) nothing better than a pageant girl who's cheap like two tlc things combined toddlers and tiaras and extreme cheapskate so yeah that's what happened what was it like going viral like when did you realize okay i wasn't like tiktok viral okay i wasn't like have you ever been viral i okay my viral was like 600k views so it's good that's viral but it reached the right people yeah that's what it it, got you where you needed to go exactly exactly so and that was during like peak pandemic time where Mm -hmm. that's where everybody's eyes were on so it and because we were in quarantine i was with my family in orlando and we could do the casting process which took months so who's like you were the one that kind of dragged your family into the tlc show yes. <laughs> so they found you and they were like we want i you. take full credit for the reason why my family is as they say international and i quote <laughs> reality tv stars oh really <laughs> they're not technically oh they are whatever <laughs> we just say it as a joke but we don't mean it okay because afterwards they like um they then aired it in like turkey south africa okay. russia oh. and they changed the language oh and my all the transcript like everything and we saw we're like oh my god this is crazy but it was so. like really good like i remember watching it and i'm like this is actually like good stuff <laughs> i love that in the end of the episodes or like our last part season series finale whatever like my sister got to do a trash fashion photo shoot mm-hmm. and it was at this um junkyard so it's like okay my whole goal in doing it was not to be like yeah let's be stingy i mean yeah you can do that too and be sustainable but the it message of promoting sustainability yeah. and trash fashions and what i came there for in the first place so i'm really glad that we were able to work with the production team and build that and then i met my seamstress who helped me make the cd gown with the hazmat suit and that hazmat suit was the same suit i used dumpster diving on tlc so fun oh fact. i didn't yeah. know that yeah so i tried to make it full circle so that's like super full circle so tell me about teens go green i love everything that you're doing yeah so um i guess after that tlc thing you know honestly i think after that year at miss florida usa i was just so tired like yeah. i was like and i i only had 10 seconds to show off my dress so i was like <laughs> i need an op- another opportunity for this dress to be out there what can i do and then lo and behold another pageant that i did so it's not just the florida usa system any pageant system i feel like opens so many doors i was miss corporate america teen years and years ago and they knew somebody who was in the tedx uh eustace chapter so they asked me to apply as a speaker wow. and i think that to me was like oh my gosh i never ever could have seen myself do something like that yeah you know? and i then, mean when you do a ted talk like you've made it <laughs> I, okay i wouldn't say I, I, i'm still getting it i mean but you're I, like I an mean, expert that, in your field <laughs> yeah, it was like that was such a dream come true and i think honestly i've never felt like an expert at one thing i've just mm-hmm. always been kind of dabbling and interested in many things like 
in sustainability, when I would go to environmental events or different projects, I never felt like I was uh, intelligent enough to kind of have these serious discussions on certain sustainability issues. And then when it came to the trash fashion, you know, I'm not a fashion designer. I don't sew or, you know, put those pieces together, but combined, and I think the mission behind it and the creativity, I was like, wow, TEDx really did have a place for me to share this idea. And that's their mm -hmm. whole message is like ideas worth spreading. It can be any idea. So um, it was such an honor because it was a 10 minute talk. So I was like, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't wow. know if I can talk 10 whole minutes. Were you nervous? <laughs> yes, oh I was. Uh, but it's cool because I got to share kind of like my pageant journey, my sustainability journey, how I combined it, and then kind of my principles for sustainability, which is you always have to follow a hierarchy of it. So people always say like, reduce, reuse, recycle. But yeah. it's actually like you first need to reduce as like the most sustainable component then you reuse and then you'll recycle afterwards because in a way following that concept is going to help you like it is the most waste reducing process if you follow in that hierarchy mm -hmm. so yeah that's kind of like my whole mantra with teens go green or like that's the i guess conversion or call to action when someone's like how do i get involved what do i do yeah so yeah that was and then most recently the other like dream come true i've had this on my vision board for like seven or eight years was um working at the un and oh doing gosh. something with the sustainable development goals so like tell me about that <laughs> I, I mean uh, like being there seeing it we got wow. to be at the headquarters like the general assembly where they do all their oh serious meetings gosh. and things and i was like I'm did you meet any room. like really cool national leaders so they were all speakers okay. natalie portman was the closing speaker too that was oh pretty cool gosh. i had no idea i was like oh wow oh, okay that's a nice little way to end this <laughs> yeah. yeah and everyone even in line just getting our ticket it was like someone from lesotho someone from korea someone from hong kong like nobody there was actually from the u.s in wow. my line so it was so international and what i was saying the difference between international pageants is like we're all kind of like pretty privileged girls, but we are all from different countries. So you have that experience. Whereas at the UN, not everybody there is a pretty privileged girl. So it's, you get to see such a large pool of people. And I think another big takeaway was um, seeing how active and like open the Gen Z was to talk about certain issues that they stood for, whether it was poverty, sustainability, gender equality. And I was like, wait a minute, you know, wow. as, as someone like you and I, yeah. we are active consumers that we can be conscious consumers and we can use our money and our votes to make a difference in our society. But for Gen Z, they don't really have that much money at this point because they're still dependents mm -hmm. and they're still too young to vote. Yeah. So that's why they are super vocal. That's why they are super active on TikTok. Maybe, wow. that, I mean, that's my conspiracy theory, but yeah. like I see That now, explains a lot. Mm -hmm, that that's what, that's the only power that they have at this point, you mm -hmm. know? So I'm like, wow, I'm, I feel very fortunate at this point in my life because I started Teens Go Green when I was 12. So I was that wow. vocal person. Wow. I was like, oh, let's use action. Let's, you know, make a difference by spreading the message because that's all I could do i could spread yeah. the message but now that i've gotten older so in context like i'm 29 now so oh my god it's it's been <laughs> 17 years uh and like that's actually crazy for me to say out loud like yeah it's older than when i started it <laughs> you know um but now i am more of a conscious consumer now i am like okay let me go 
purchase certain items at reusable grocery stores where I can bring my own containers so I can cut out my excess packaging. Now yeah. I can vote for leaders or vote for certain like causes or issues or different changes in rules in our local government to say, oh no, I, I don't actually want this to happen because it's going to impact our government or it's gonna impact our waste incinerators and, and different yeah. things and talk to the local government officials. So yeah, I love that. And I feel like everything, like those steps are so much more effective than protesting, you know? So like get involved from the inside out and exactly. really make a difference. Your action involved. always speaks louder yeah. than your words. And I, I think I used to be kind of bitter about that with Gen Z because I was like, Okay, you're just talk, 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 talk. But if you don't do anything about it, or if mm -hmm. you don't find the opportunities to do it, but then it gave me more empathy after going to the UN to see, oh no, like they you are. actually do care. Yeah. But there is so little that you are capable of doing. So Aww. because you don't have the money or the voting power. I mean, so that's why now I'm like, okay, with Teens Go Green, what what is the action? Is it yeah. spreading the message? Is it the sustainability? Is it promoting? You know, and because it's teens go green, I can't necessarily tell them, hey, go shop at a reusable store. <laughs> Cause like, yeah, because I mean, it's their parents, yeah. you know, so it's it's also trying to encourage the whole family to do that. Wow. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about this when we were planning the episode, but so yes. a lot of Gen Z is very like environmentally conscious and they're mm -hmm. always like talking about green anything right yes, but then yes. there's like this whole other side of tiktok where everybody wants to be a content creator yes. so they're buying all these products on tiktok oh shop my God. and Someone it's just was like junk tiktok shop is <laughs> qvc okay yeah it is. it's home shopping network yeah. now and i'm like i can't keep watching but I it's love not sustainable like i'm looking no. at this stuff and i'm like this is junk for two dollars mm -hmm. it's not good for the environment and people just want to push it because they want to be content creators yes so. It's like a really bad cycle and I don't know what we can do to end it. Well, there's a lot, or not a lot, but there's a small group of really good sustainability influencers mm -hmm. too. So their things are more about thrifting. What can you find at a vintage store? What can you find yep. in a platform like Depop or what's that other one? The Poshmark? Yes, Poshmark. Yeah. Queenly. Or, mm -hmm, <laughs> yeah. Like exactly, Queenly or different platforms that we can alternate you know because i feel like there's content creators that i mean i follow content creators that show me cool excel tricks you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. it's not always you know products or material right. goods a lot of them right. could be more service based or more on the sustainability side but that also is kind of like my whole thing of yes your actions do need to speak louder than your words so like what are you physically doing to make an impact and with those actions i at least at this point in my life i do think that focusing more on local groups. Mm -hmm. So this Sunday I went to a group called the Mao Foundation in Cutler Bay and they distributed 500 toys to kids for Toys for Tots. Wow. But what I loved about it, because there's a lot of nonprofits out there, but I get to physically see where my donations are going. I get to see. Exactly. And I feel like that's really important. Mm -hmm. So doing your due diligence, doing your research, making sure you know, because only like, a very small percentage, like about 10% or less of your clothes donated to a platform like Goodwill actually gets resold. And, and then the, the rest, rest of it- to landfill. Exactly. Oh. Landfill or it gets sent all the way, like halfway around the to world Africa. to another- Yeah, to Africa. <laughs> I've to seen all those yeah, documentaries. I'm like, this is so scary. Exactly. And so, you know, at the end of the day, I'm super now passionate about focusing in on local groups, helping your local community, because that was also another thing at the UN that they were talking about is to 
think globally, but act locally, because that's where it. your real impact is going to be. Mm -hmm. But you can recollectively come together with your global group, see what the takeaways are, and then go back to your home. And this is where you serve. This is where you make your impact. Wow, I love that. Thanks. <laughs> okay, so we talked about pageants. We talked mm -hmm. about Teens Go Green, the TLC show, the TED Talk, UN. But there's more, right? Oh, so yeah. you're an IT analyst and you own a business. Yes. Tell yes. me about your business. I'm really excited about that. Yeah. So I have Digit Ellie. That's what I call it. So cute. Um, but it's my web design. So I did my master's in web design and I really needed to utilize it more. Mm -hmm. Now I'm in IT, but before I had more of a marketing background in my corporate nine to five job. So I, I love the entrepreneurial spirit. Like I love seeing what you're doing, for instance. And so... I was like, what can I do? And yeah. so for me right now, I focus on building websites for entrepreneurs that are just starting or figuring out how to scale or giving themselves a digital platform okay. to put all their information like a digital brochure. So it's exciting. It's like that yeah. startup culture. It's, um, you know, and I, I think for me, I like that challenge of learning new technical skills, getting involved in that type of space. So because that yeah. space is constantly evolving, right? Exactly. Like it's always changing. You have to keep up with it. Mm -hmm. um, so we always have like fun, like startup stories, right? Any yes. crazy things that happen to you when you're starting your business or advice for people that are starting a business? I would say not many crazy stories. I will say, um, always challenge yourself to things yeah. that like, if it scares you, that's good. Like do it, like mm -hmm. do it super scared. So I did last year a hackathon. And it was a mix of in my corporate job, I wanted to transition into a more tech based role. And then also in my digit le side business or jobby job hobby, if you will, mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out what more can I do? How can I expand my services? So in that hackathon, it was like 48 hours, I'm in a group with a bunch of tech nerds, like trying to build an app within what? that time period with like, artificial intelligence what? and different platforms so i was like i don't know what i'm doing here like <laughs> who am succeed? <laughs> probably not but we did it we finished it you know and th and that's kind oh of where it gosh. is at the end it's like the fact that i could do it and complete it and say like i get to do this i'm i'm so proud of and even wow. like it kind of goes back to my it, i actually compared it to the first time i competed in a pageant when i was eight i was like i had no idea what i was doing super clueless probably last place in both the hackathon and my pageant by the way <laughs> really <Yeah. laughs> but it was like wow i i didn't know that i could do this and like wow i didn't know i could actually look pretty or wow i didn't know i could be on stage or, or talk to an audience so it's those like things that would have terrified me even competing at miss florida usa i was so intimidated i'm like mm -hmm. okay do it because it scares me because wow. it's gonna it's gonna challenge me to be a bigger and better person in the long term and again it is for that little girl me who was too scared to do it i actually remember so like back in the day robin the former florida usa director had this dress store la casa hermosa and i would go there for some of the other pageants i did and she asked me about it and i was like no i could never do it they they never had a chinese girl in the top five oh, they'll never oh. pick someone like me you know and, and i genuinely had that mindset wow you know so it was so hard and i think actually last year no two years ago when i competed and i didn't make the top five and i was like no more trash fashion i'm gonna give it my all i'm gonna <laughs> yeah. do everything in my power i flew to new york to see lucier mm -hmm. i did my walk like three or four hours a day like just i would wear five inch heels 
to work. Oh my god! And I have again a corporate office IT job. <laughs> just so when I walk to the bathroom and the office, I was like, posture, posture. Oh my god! Walk, walk. <laughs> like, get like every chance you get, just every, walk in heels. Yes, every chance I got was walking in my oh heels, my making gosh. sure my posture was on point, doing everything I could in my power. And I had such an identity crisis because. I was like, this was 20 years of my life going down the drain. You know, I, at that time, they didn't have the no more age oh, limit. Oh, okay. going to go back? <laughs> Maybe. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. I'm so happy right now with the yeah. title I have, Nation of States. So basically, as an adult, I, I guess I'm an adult. I don't know. Like, <laughs> we don't identify as adults, but apparently yeah. we are. <laughs> Who gave that idea? Yeah. But, um. Yes, in my in my miss years, not adult <laughs> years, my miss teen, not teen. But anyways, oh. so I would transition. I would go back and forth between Florida, USA, and the nation of state system because even though I didn't win, but the charity work I did with Teens Go Green, my mom and I had a charity modeling event we did called Model for Miracles. We raised about one hundred thirty thousand dollars for oh Children's Miracle gosh. Network, and so the director was like, "You know what? You really do stand for like." what pageants are about. Mm -hmm. We want you to represent the USA in this international pageant. My best friend who was my roommate there ended up being Miss Universe Sweden. Oh That's where gosh. I met Ramina. Like it just, it was, that was like such, I was like, I, I don't belong here. Like what, how did I deserve this opportunity? Oh my God. We stayed in these like model villas that it was four girls living in one villa and that villa had four floors. And our lobby had Chanel pillows. Wait, do they have an age limit or can I sign up right now? <laughs> that pageant's gone. Unfortunately, oh, I want to do that I one. would do it again if yeah. I could. But that was a one and done system. But again, that like opened my eyes to saying like, you really can do anything you set your mind to and so much more. Like, and more than you ever even thought possible. Yeah. TEDx wasn't on my vision board. But New York Fashion Week and UN was. And mm -hmm. I got to do that within like a span of 10 days. And I, and I got to do it now. But yeah. it took me seven years of, you know, constantly losing pageants or constantly trying to figure out, okay, what's next for me? Who am I? Who am I as I change and, and develop into yeah. different chapters of my life? Like, what what is next? What am I going to do? So I'm just really glad that now I can continue to pursue that and see like wherever else life takes me. Oh my gosh. I mean, I look up to you so much because oh, like thank you. being Asian, like you really don't see any representation, thank you know, you. at pageants, especially in the United States. Like mm -hmm. I competed at Miss Virginia, United States, mm -hmm. like eight times, like so many times. And wow. I would never win. I didn't know you competed eight times. Not like eight times. But I'm being dramatic. Oh, okay. okay. But like enough no, times I've where like, eight no. times. <laughs> like enough times to where the director was like, you're too ethnic for Virginia. So take no. a different title. So I took American Samoa and I went to Miss United States representing an island and I made top five. And I beat Virginia. But it almost like. So it's like. Yeah. You know, moving kind of, that narrative or rhetoric. Exactly. At so it was Aww. just a weird feeling. Like I'm happy with my placement, but it's like, I really want to see Asian Americans represented like a little bit yes, more. And that international pageant where I got to actually represent the USA. Mind you, that's it was, incredible. It was hosted in Taiwan. So yeah. everyone was super confused because they're like, why is this 
Asian girl representing the USA and she doesn't speak Mandarin, even though I do speak Cantonese. And I did speak Spanish with some of the girls because we were all in like the Western Hemisphere bus. So my my like bus mate was Miss Venezuela and she only spoke Spanish. So like, you know, I'm having conversations with her. I was like, wow, my high school Spanish really did come through. Like I'm actually able to talk about life and things. I love that. And I love that like it brings everybody together. Mm -hmm. And it opens... It opens people's idea of what the USA is. Yep. There's like a certain perception still. And I mean, I'm sure for us growing up, like, okay, this is something I've always wanted to tell you. So random side note, but <laughs> I, I, as a kid was so desperate to see an Asian girl in magazines. I swore the Hiltons were half Asian. Oh my God. So <laughs> like there's Paris. this cover of Paris and Nikki Hilton <laughs> in 17 magazine. And I used to read it like front and back. And oh I thought- God. Paris has small eyes. Nikki Hilton has black hair. They're obviously Asian. And London Tipton is based on Paris Hilton. So therefore, there's representation. Finally, thank God it's here. (laughs) (laughs) Or at least Zach and Cody had Brenda's song. You know, that was great. I think that Seventeen Magazine was maybe a few years before Zach and Cody. But I was like, it's here. We have it, guys. We did it. Yeah, it no, was that, hard being Asian yeah, back in the day. I, because it was all, all you could see were girls who didn't look like us. And yep. and Fox eyes weren't cool at the time. No, or, people would literally pull their eyes like this mm-hmm. at me and say, ching chong, ling long. Exactly. Like, I hated my eyes so much. That's how I learned how to do makeup is because I wanted my eyes to look bigger. Mm-hmm. So I figured out like how to make my eyes look bigger so I could be more white so I wouldn't be bullied. And now yes. here I am, a professional makeup artist. Exactly. So. <laughs> like everything happens for a reason. And honestly, now it, it's kind of come to my advantage as a model in Miami. One, because there's not really a lot of I think <laughs> you're the only models. one. So you get booked a lot. <laughs> but too, like I remember I did one for a lash perm and I was like, oh my gosh, like someone actually likes my natural lashes for the way they are because someone needs to see that. Yep. And I actually got paid to look how I look. And so it it just now I'm so happy that we are Being so, slowly yeah. but surely changing yeah. the the idea of beauty and changing the beauty standards and and to a certain degree now I almost feel like Asians have this sort of like extra pretty privilege just for being Asian. And I, I don't I know. If I, so. yeah. I mean, like, honestly, I, I feel like I'm, I have this extra privilege that I shouldn't take for granted and, and make sure that, you know, regardless of it, I can still use my opportunities and modeling and pageants and things to still, still be a role model, still be a good person. And I think that's another, again, I'm kind of rambling. No, over here I love it. It's just so good. But like with pageants, I'm so grateful for it because it, sort of pressured me and inspired me to be a role model for a young girl. Like when I was 14, it was the first time a mom and her daughter approached me and it was like, thank you for being a role model to my daughter. And I, I bawled. I was like, oh my God, I didn't know I could be that. You're like the Rio Mori for that. Like I didn't, exactly. I didn't know that was even, even a thing. Cause I wasn't, you know, anything famous or cooler on TLC or TEDx or anything at that time, you know? And I remember I would go through like teen magazines and I would see like, where are all the role models nowadays? Like, you know, and like <laughs> yeah. celebrity scandals, whatever. And, and so it was like, wow, I, I can actually do that. Like I can actually be that. I can actually make certain decisions in my life and make sure I avoid certain negative peer pressures and things through pageants. And it's kind yeah. of socially acceptable that I can do that. Yeah. That's amazing. And then not only did it help me kind of follow this path of like 
almost goody goody two shoes ethics, but that's that's now who I am. That's just part of my ethos, and and it's something that I am very proud of, and I do like take very seriously, and I see that as like a purpose in my life too. You know. Mm -hmm. It is. Yeah. I mean, you inspire me like a lot and I'm Thank so happy you. I have you to like relate to. No, like... and I mean, honestly, you inspire me too. Like Thank I said, you, you know, I, I remember just, just three years ago, you know, it was yeah. like, it was just eyelashes and now yeah. it's lashes, it's snatched, it's eyeshadow, it's makeup, it's all these different products. It's your makeup artist brand. And now you're like, you're traveling the world to teach people and, and my mm. family, like even me, all the pictures I have, my mom has, my sister has that you did our makeup. I'm like, you're so beautiful. Like, <laughs> and I don't, I don't usually, you know, it's hard to say that about yourself because growing up as one of the few Asians in your, you know, very Americanized community, mm -hmm. you don't feel pretty, yeah. but then you made me feel pretty even with the features that I have. You're going to make me cry. No, but it's true. <laughs> it's true. And it's not just me. It's even my mom seeing that in herself. And yeah. she's been so selflessly like raising four kids and, and, you know, my sister, like getting into her teenage years and seeing, mm -hmm. but, oh, she can be pretty, but she can be pretty, but she's still young and fun. And, you know, yeah. like you can still be beautiful inside and out. So yeah. Oh, thank you. You're <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. So we're like way over time. Sorry. <laughs> but that's okay. This was good stuff. So now I'm going to do a fun this or that. It's my favorite part of the show. Okay. So the first one, because it's coming up Christmas or New Year's. Christmas. Yay. I love Christmas. We have <laughs> not a life size, but like a two and a half foot Grinch poster that we dangle on our tree. Oh my God. Decorating the Christmas tree is my favorite family tradition. Yes. <laughs> uh pageant stage or modeling runway oh i know you asked somebody else this on your podcast too but i i honestly think the pageant stage really i know i know because I, I think I you're the love, first one to say that and i do love modeling on runways i love my runway walk but the thing is there's just not enough time so with pageants i can like milk the yep, stage take all the time. i can pose i can do 10 different poses i can stay there as long as i want i can like turn my garbage outfit into like <laughs> you know something else i for the cd when i just like showed the hazmat suit area oh and then gosh. i flipped over and i was like cd like you know like I, it's more of a performance with pageantry. but you wouldn't do that modeling well i guess the designer would designer. be like <laughs> now if the designer kind of did the more theatrical things yeah absolutely if i could have like a big fan and that's why i want to do that with my trash fashions if i could like figure out i i once did something with pinwheels and soda cans so that if you walked on the runway the pinwheels would spin <gasps> around the problem is i use soda cans so i almost poke someone's eye out so oh my God. next time i'm going to use paper but i love those types that's of like so dramatic cool, and yeah. like i want someone singing and like serenading like a victoria's secret fashion show if it was oh like over the top can i walk in it <laughs> Duh. that sounds amazing no <laughs> i just need to find like the production the stage the problem with miami i don't have that network um where i can find the space the music the things whereas i grew up in orlando i had my nonprofit there like I, I'm pretty well versed there. And my mom is on the board of Orlando Fashion. Yeah. And so she it's has like, an event space, right? Or... She's in the process of building. Okay. It's still it's still under construction. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, next one, interview or on stage question. Interview. On stage question makes me nervous. I know. Same. Yes. Yes. I can't do it. Beach or mountains? Beach. Mountains, <laughs> the pressure is too much for my nose. <laughs> Literally, I was in Colorado yesterday. My nose is I'm still like, bleeding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> coffee or tea oh hmm 
I like the smell of coffee, mm -hmm. but I like the taste of tea. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes I like mix it like the boba thing. You know how it's like a milk tea or yeah. like a coffee milk oh my tea. God, I love boba. Yeah. So so sometimes like both. Okay. Yeah. I, I like to mix everything all together. I'm like both. I'm like coffee in the morning, tea in the evening. Mm -hmm. Or I'll literally just have three drinks and feel super pretentious <laughs> with a green boba juice, juice coffee, and the water. <laughs> Stay hydrated. Yes. <laughs> Mascara or falsies. I do both. Is that too much? No, I do both too. Great. But if you had to pick one, falsies. Thank you. Same. 100%. I was like waiting. I was like, it's it better so, be falsies. Because the problem is I need the mascara to hold up the falsies upwards. Otherwise, oh. my lids will droop it down. So it just gives it that extra like tug. <laughs> it's like support. Yeah, exactly. My my mascara is a lash assistant. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. I love your TikToks. You're always on my For You page. But I have to ask, Reels or TikTok? Oh, TikTok, 100%. Yeah. yeah. But it's not, no, actually, I might go into reels if TikTok still becomes QVC. Like, oh, PSA. I'm so tired TikTok, of TikTok shop. TikTok shop, go away. Like, this is too, I, yeah. I see the same exact, and I'm like, look, if I keep getting the same advertisement for the same two dresses, I don't want to look like everyone else. I want to exactly. wear something different. And, yeah. I, and it's like the same basic outfit. So I'm like, I can understand if it's like basic incognito, but it's like obviously the same thing we all got at TikTok shop. So I'm like, no, it's not worth it. I'd rather make something out of trash, you know? Like, I love it. Um, okay, so you live in both cities, so Orlando or Miami? Oh, that is hard. <laughs> um, uh, okay, since it's not actually this or that, it, it, like because I can't... Um, you can justify it. I can yeah. justify it. I'll just have another five-minute tangent. But... Um, Basically, as a young adult female, Miami is wonderful. But as a kid, I love Orlando. Oh, I bet. Like, even the Christmas stuff here, I'm like, it's not the same. They just, like, wrap a palm tree. That's all yeah, they do Yeah, I have to pay money to watch Christmas lights and snow, whereas or soap snow. Whereas here in Orlando, you can go into any random neighborhood and people go all out. You've got Disney Imagineers that do mm -hmm. Christmas lights, Mickey Mouse, different things. And, and I think there's more of, like, that family-oriented Disney culture. Yeah. Like, actually... That's how my parents met. They both worked at the Chinese restaurant in Epcot. What? So, oh, like, I love that restaurant. It's really good. <laughs> so, so we're like a Disney family. Like Disney actually opened this opportunity while I did Team Two Green in high school. I was this, um, it was called like the Disney Dreamer Endure Shining Star. And that that actually made sustainability my life purpose. Again, this actually did become a tangent. I'm sorry. No, but I love it. <laughs> but um, So I, they had the Disney Friends for Change and I got to meet like Zendaya, Jane Goodall, Debbie what? Ryan, like these celebrities that I idolized. Can we like trade lives? <laughs> well, you have a cool life too, okay? I just can't handle all the flying I... <laughs> for my sicknesses. But, <laughs> but um, in terms of that opportunity and seeing that friends for change and like their whole mission was to get the next generation to be passionate about sustainability and conservation. I was like, this was meant to be. Yeah. This, this was my sign that this is my life goal and my life purpose. But uh, yeah, so I'm grateful for Disney for kind of validating what I did in the sustainability space. And then we had annual passes because wow. I, I got that award. So we went there every two weeks oh just to see fireworks after dinner. <laughs> so I got really spoiled <laughs> with wow. those Disney things. So yeah, like I, I love Disney. I still basically only watch Disney plus as a, 
adult. So <laughs> I think the answer is Orlando. Yeah. Miami doesn't My give you those opportunities. My heart is in Orlando, <laughs> but Miami's cool too as a young woman. And and honestly, even as a model, like this is where I'm saying, like that pretty oh, yeah. privilege is real. Where For like sure. you get these cool experiences you never would have otherwise, or like on a random Tuesday night, Sports Illustrated is doing like a female empowerment talk and it's yep. like 10 minutes from me. I'm like, oh, okay, easy, easy, let's <laughs> yeah. go. So um, in that way, it's cool. And all the different events that you get to do and so also many. see. There's so, always something happening mm -hmm, here. Mm -hmm. So it's very fun. But now I've started to become more localized in Miami. So I'm embracing like I don't say the farm life. That's a little dramatic. <laughs> but I'm like, Simple I'm life. seeing plants. I'm seeing cool fruits. I'm seeing cool yeah. animals that I wouldn't have otherwise. So, oh, my God. So, yeah. Orlando will always be in my heart. But I am very grateful to be in Miami and, and see everything and, and was... travel a lot more. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That was that a five-minute tangent. Or that... <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, okay. So, where can we follow you? Um on all your social medias yeah. definitely follow her on tiktok because she's awesome i i'm not that great on tiktok i thought i was cool you are no. tiktok might just hate you because you're too I'm environmental you're not shopping bad. you're not shopping that's why <laughs> yeah yeah that's true i'm, I'm hating i maybe it's me <laughs> hating on tiktok not tiktok hating me um oh. but tiktok and instagram is both miss elizabeth tran um, and then my socials on Instagram, I also have like all my, my jobbies or passion jobbies. projects. Teens yes. Go green. Yes. Teens go green. Digit Ellie. I actually have like, I made it a pageant meme page. One day I hope to make a pageant podcast called lashes and sashes. So I, I do love my Ooh, lashes. Yes. yes. I mean, one day I, I keep saying I will, but then it's so hard. I don't know how you do it. Cause you do so much and you do this podcast. You know, podcasting is actually really easy for me and really? I have a lot of fun. Yeah. As long as the audio works. <laughs> <laughs> because you're just talking to people. It's like, we're going to have That's this conversation true. anyways. So let's just record it. But I think, it. I think just getting started. Like I love startup yeah. culture. I love the businesses, yeah. but it's almost like I'm nervous about what people are going to say. And be, I know, you know, I know. Like, Cause usually I'm like, oh, do it scared. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, you're, come on, follow I'm your own advice. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Well, I think I have to have you back on because I feel like we didn't cover everything I wanted to talk about. So stay tuned. To. How about when you Thank come you. back from your pageant, we can do yes, like a recap. Episode. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Asian model icon. How'd it go? So yeah. We'll see. I'll keep you posted. I can't wait. Yes, and all my layover trips. Yes. My I layover vacation content. Yes. You better have some TikToks. I hope so. <laughs> I don't know if I will. Yeah. Or just sleep. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, I really didn't post that much about Thailand. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, 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 yes, I was, I was, uh, wasn't thinking about it, to be honest. I just yeah, wasn't. you too busy living. You know what the thing is? I'm not an influencer. I okay. pretend I am, but I don't actually get paid for any posts I make. So I only do it for fun. So I don't have this like, oh, this would be a great reel. This would be a great thing. Whatever, okay. whatever. Yeah. That's probably why. You should try it. I would love to follow you. Again, like, I, I want your content. I fear the rejection. Oh, come on. I know. I know. I'm being a, <laughs> I'm being a baby. I'm being a weenie. You have to start somewhere. <laughs> I know. I know. And I'm like, I'm already doing the model stuff. I'm already doing the web design stuff, yeah. whatever. It's like, that's kind of my like influencer -y space. And then my lashes and sashes is my pageant memes are like my Finsta, you know, like it's yeah. just it's for fun if i do it for money i don't know if i'll it's not gonna be fun anymore I'll exactly tell you that. that's mm -hmm. why i'm like and i want to still enjoy it like teens go green i obviously don't do it for money it's non-profit but if i tried to profit off of it i don't think i would appreciate the trash it's fashions. just not fun exactly yeah. exactly yeah. all right well i'm gonna see you in like three weeks because you're gonna come back on <laughs> thank you so much for coming today you're very welcome